This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Where are we on COVID-19 vaccines? There are dozens being developed with a few into trials. One difference between these COVID-19 vaccines and others is that COVID vaccines may only provide 50 to 75% immunity, while others are over 90%. The shot for measles, for example, has 97% effective immunity. They are in a hurry and under emergency approval, the EPA may reportedly accept one with just 50% immunity if there are no harmful effects. Polls show that as few as 50% of Americans will agree to be vaccinated. So if immunity from two shots is just 50% and only 50% are vaccinated, as few as 25% of Americans will actually be protected by the vaccine. I suppose that you can get tested for antigens to determine if you have immunity, but overall the country will still have to follow safety protocols as the vaccine along with public resistance to taking the vaccine will not crush the virus. It could be that they have gotten way over-optimistic as to what COVID-19 vaccines will do for us. On livestock, I think that the packing industry feels the heat of potential liability lawsuits for worker safety relative to COVID-19. They and their aligned organizations are pushing Congress hard for retroactive COVID-19 legal immunity. That is because with thousands of workers contracting the virus, the lawsuits are sure to follow. Packers will argue that tracking discovered workers brought the virus from home into the plant, but it also worked vice versa. Plants are not being operated under CDC safety guidelines, given special treatment as essential industries. What that does for their liability is questionable. My bet is that they'll not get blanket immunity, and that will cut into profits. Doesn't sound like they are anywhere close to coming to an agreement over the next tranche of COVID aid. So now the focus has changed to blame Lang. Trump's executive orders appear to be a negotiation tactic, as they would be impossible to implement with any effective manner without money. Republicans do not want to give the state and local governments money that I was under the impression that they were promised when told to go ahead and do what they needed to fighting the pandemic. Democrats do not want to concede over offering blanket legal immunity to businesses unwilling to trust the resulting treatment of workers. The COVID-19 aid tranche debate has turned into at least a three-way negotiation between the White House, Democrats, and Senate Republicans. They are all in a different place and are starting to admit that they are so far apart, they have no idea how this comes together. If you count the 20 or so GOP senators who do not want to do anything further with aid, there are four different factions and none of them agree on much. Not even they agree that the president has said authority to issue these executive orders. China appears to be buying boatloads of soybeans. Not only are they continuing to make large purchases here, but they have not stopped buying in Brazil either. Brazil should soon run out of old crop. A few purchases in Brazil were new crop too. China's ports were plugged with soybeans and they are filling the pipeline from every direction. It makes me a little nervous as to why do they see a disruption in the global supply chain coming? Or are they preparing talking points for the upcoming meetings between respective trade representatives on the 15th? There are two sets of estimates being floated for U.S. crop production. One set is what they think USDA released in the August report this week, and the other is what they actually think crop production will be at harvest. 
The low end of the range for corn yields reflects expectations that the USDA will not advance their estimate that much until September. The August crop report will then be a halfway measure. The average trade gas is 180.4 bushel per acre and 51.3 bushel per acre for soybeans. The high end of the trade range for yield estimates is 183.3 bushel per acre for corn and 54.2 bushel per acre for soybeans. That is likely where we will end up, which could add 880 million bushels to corn production and 365 million bushels to soybean production. That will be added to the 2021 carryout. Most in the trade look for the ethanol crush and export forecast to be trimmed. Feed consumption should be at its peak. Higher production and challenged demand could inflate the carryover from both directions. Brazil is profitable and will plant all that they can reasonably expand acres of both corn and soybeans there. I hope that we are wrong, but the window for a better soybean market could be closing. The basis says to sell all remaining old crop soybeans. The basis could get worse if Brazil plants and produces as much more as expected. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.